0: Yo, yo, how are you? How are you getting on? I hope you're having a lovely, gentle day filled with self-compassion, self-love and you're being kind to yourself and living in the present moment because that's all that's required of you. My name is Colm and this is the Sober Mess Podcast. What is the crack? You're probably thinking, I have a bit of a country twang on me with a bit of a country accent well that's because i was down the west i was down the west coast of ireland for two days and i developed a country twang in two days (laughs) Um, and yeah i had an unreal time i love mayo that's what it was i was in mayo i was in west and had an unbelievable time i love the west coast of ireland I love it so much. And Mayo, Mayo is my second home. So much so that I'm a big, big backer in the Mayo for Sam campaign this year. Look, we've got five in a row. Dublin have won five in a row. So we're happy to let Mayo have the next one. We'll allow Mayo to win the next one. Joking, joking. But yeah, I was down in Westport and I had an incredible time. And it just reminds me of how beautiful a country that we live in, you know, that Americans spend well everyone worldwide and um, spend so much money to come to Ireland and visit visit Ireland, particularly the West Coast. And if you're if you're one of these people that spends thousands going to Spain or going abroad and you've never been to the west coast of Ireland, like that is shocking. There is so many nice places on the West Coast even down 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 south of Cork, you know what I mean? Like down in Cork, you have Mason Head, you have Kinsale, Bantry, Sheep's Head Peninsula, the Bearer Peninsula, Peninsula, and beautiful place. And over to Killarney, uh, Kerry, you have Killarney then, and then you have uh, Connors Path, Dingle, um, into into Clare, you have uh, Doonan, Le Hinch, then up open to Limerick. Um, oh, you have the West Coast, and then Galway. You have fucking Connemara, um, you have Galway City, and um, I'm to think all this stuff off the top of my head that I've been to. Uh, Salt Hill, incredible sea dips in Salt Hill. You have the big diving board there, uh, and then on up, and you've Kong as well. Kong's a beautiful spot. It's where the Quiet Man was made. If any of you old school listeners remember that film, and uh, then up into Mayo. County Mayo, my second home, and uh, Mayo's incredible. You've you've Westport there, uh, <clears throat> on up into Achill Island, uh, into Belle on up to Saint Patrick's Head. Uh, I stayed in Westport, and uh, when I was in Westport, I went up and visited. Um, Ackle Island, and went for a seat up there, and it was incredible. And then you also have uh, the other end, of the west part, then towards Lewisburg You have Old Head Beach, which was incredible, in incredible, incredible for a seat. Up. And I love Mayo. I love everything about Mayo. <laughs> I even love the Mayo action down the west in Mayo. Uh, they say, shh, they emphasise on the s h for every s. Uh, and they also say hey at the end of a sentence. I'm going down to Mayo, hey. <laughs> and uh, they say the reason for this is because Mayo has the longest coastline in Ireland, uh, of all the counties. And that's why they say shh for everything. I'm going down the west, pack of the crisps. um So, yeah, I love Mayo. I love the exotic land of Mayo, the exotic animals, the exotic land, and the exotic accent, um the only thing about the Mayo accent that I would, what get worried about, if you go to someone's house and you're from Mayo and you invite them in and you ask them like to take a seat on the couch and you would like that SH thing going on, would you be like, will you, t- will you take a shit on me couch, will you shit on the, will you shit on the chair, you want, me to- you want me to do what, you want me to do a poo on your chair, will you shit on the chair, <laughs> sorry that was a terrible joke and moving swiftly on before he insult any of my Mayo people that know me well, so, yeah, what I'm trying to say is travel to the west coast of Ireland. Check it out, especially with the like, the corona festivities going on at the moment. You know, jump on a train. Stay in a hostel. You know, if you're in a relationship, go with your partner. If you're in a few, go down with a few of the friends, few of the girls, few of the lads. Uh, go down and check it out. And um, Even go on your own. Go on your own. Stay in a few hostels. Embrace embrace the west coast of Ireland. It, it's absolutely Incredible place, you know what I mean. Um, you can start up in Donegal and um, right down the coast all the way to Cork. You know what I mean. Rent out a camper van, or even if you're not driving, get a bicycle. You can do the Greenway from Westport out to Achill Island. It's incredible. And um, there's so many nice places to go. There's so many nice hostels along the west coast. Make your next holiday be the west coast of Ireland. Be out in nature, embrace, escape the mind by being eight. N- nature um but yeah i love the west coast i love it so much i love it i love it but um yeah so what was it gonna well i'm going right off track here talking with the wish coast of ireland and um, so yeah i just wanted to say thank you everyone for the love and support with the podcast i'm so happy to hear that it's helped a lot of people Um, I'm so happy to hear That it's inspired a few people To go and do their own podcast or follow their own dreams And yet lean into fear Lean into pain Lean into whatever it is Don't try and avoid it Don't try and escape out of it Don't try and distract yourself from it Whatever it is if If you're insecure about something Embrace that insecurity If you're feeling sad about something Lean into it And lean into it some more And lean into it some more You know what I mean Whatever it is lean into it you know embrace that embrace what makes you uncomfortable embrace get out of that, get out of that thing that that little box you know just embrace whatever makes you feel uncomfortable and one of those things I do on a daily basis is getting in the sea and exercising and exercise and uh, meditation and mindfulness and you know that stuff is like the medicine for my mental health you know when I go for a run when I get in the sea it's just and it, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable you know what I mean it makes you feel before I go for a run I go for a step. we always have that thing yeah oh I don't want to do it you know what I mean and when I lean into it and embrace that uh, things that make me uncomfortable they're the things that I benefit the most like, oh, it's always the things that you don't want to do that you'll benefit the most we don't want if I can go for that job interview and you bang on you go and you smash the job Now you have a job I don't want to go back to college I'll be judged laughing. you do the thing you go back to college and to you do. It. I don't want to go for the run you go for the run you feel great after it I don't want to go to the gym overcome it you go to the gym you feel so poiled after it I don't want to go for that seeded in my case I never regret a seat seeded seat today is a reward for me you know check out seeded please go and do a seeded and thank me later thank me later check out wim hof and if you're into meditation and breathing you know like the wim hof thing is great the wim hof thing is great and like breathing for like breathing as human beings is so vital you know what i mean just to catch your breath reduces stress reduce the car- cortisol going on in inside you you know what i mean stress is a cortisol is a stress hormone that we can pick up and it triggers a fight or flight instinct in us which can cause like, pa- things like panic attacks or mad anxiety or you know some little little breathing exercises really help and if you like like if you think about how important breathing is like how long can you last without food you'll probably last about t- two weeks without food you will last about two minutes without food but most people last two weeks without food how long do you last without water probably a week a few days how long do you last without breathing? How long do you last without breathing? A couple of couple of seconds, a minute or two. You know what I mean? A couple of seconds, whatever. Um, that's what I'm trying to say is how vital breathing is. You know what I mean, so sometimes catch your breath. If you have a little mantra, even when you're breathing, into the nose, out through the mouth. You can't you can't think about something twice. So usually some people use mantras. It could be breathing and sa breathe out and Nah, uh, you know or it could be uh or it could be a name or it could be whatever it is you know what i mean uh, it could be whatever you know if you think of a little mantra in your head you know something nice and nice and gentle and whatever it is um, and the reason people have mantras when they're meditating if they have an active mind an active mind like me where i'm starting to meditate and i'm thinking jesus what am i going to have for the dinner tonight here and or what we're gonna to have to dinner tomorrow, or whatever that's distracting you from your being in the present. Just use a little mantra, and it could be sha it could be nah it could be anything at all. A word on the in breath and a word on the out breath. And the reason for this is we can't think about two things at once, you know. Um, so that usually helps. Your mantra could be even just saying something that you love. In my case, it's Carca, Millish, Carca, Millish. And so yeah, it's essentially just there so we can count our breathing and just oh, not we're just deactivating the thinking mind, deactivating the ego. We're not worrying about last week's dinner or tomorrow's fucking episode on Netflix or whatever. Whatever's troubling you, you know, we're just detaching. We're letting we letting the mind just relax, you know what I mean? And coming back in to the present moment. And that's how we reduce stress. And That's how we reduce cortisol. And that's how we just live in the present moment. And we get nice, nice, gentle living. Or could be just using a mantra or a chant. Something that you love. In my case, I say, Caca Milish. Caca Milish. Which is Irish. For cake and <laughs> um, so essentially it's just something to kind of deactivate the mind deactivating the thinking deactivating the ego and coming back into the present moment and i suppose it's a way of nurturing our thinking and just being gentle with ourselves and just reducing the amount of cortisol in our system you know what i mean and reducing that stress and uh, just re-energizing and i know find the meditating it could be a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes and it, it's just been a great way to relax you it. and it's a great resource for stress and, um, and and what stress is I suppose one of our biggest enemies. Um stress is actually responsible for a lot of health issues, you know, it's obviously responsible for mental issues like anxiety or sleepless nights or panic attacks or anything like that is usually stress-related, but it also has a lot of physical effects. As well, um, the mad thing was I was actually talking to a lady who was a nurse, and she works in like an, a a nursing home for people, that suffer from things like Alzheimer's and dementia, and she said that people come in very young, like people in their fifties, because they ha- they go through these stressful jobs, and they don't have a resource to deal with stress. You know, there's no stress coping mechanisms you know and i've heard another person talk about addiction and saying that addiction is addiction is someone's inability to deal with stress that's why people turn to avoidance or dependency because they're unable to cope with stress they're unable to cope with the stress of being alive the stress of a walk the stress of relationships the stress of social media the stress of society the stress of the materialistic world we live in, the demands of the Western world, and um, the demands of consumerism are never satisfied. State that we live in, which is you've an ego that's never satisfied, and you've an endless amount of consumerism, and that a match made in heaven—an ego that's never satisfied and an endless pit of consumerism. It's a match made in heaven, but um, so yeah, so simple breathing exercises can do wonders for stress um and anxiety and any other kind of mental effects you seem to be having like stress can have such a profound impact on us not only mentally but also physically they say stress is the it impacts us on so many different levels you know there's so many health issues that's because of stress you know um there's also be a study doing on like Alzheimer's and dementia, of how this can be related back to stress. And you know, I I remember chatting to a nurse who works in a a nursing home for dementia and Alzheimer's, and saying that some people come in as young as their 50s and 60s that come from really stressful backgrounds and these sort of jobs that, um, you know, are really stressful. So, being able to reduce stress is. Uh, it's just great for help because you think what, what is stress like stress is a way to I suppose stress is a primal instinct to help you survive that when you, you imagine when you're back when you're a caveman and you leave the cave and you're, you're, you're approached by a saber-tooth lion and then your stress kicks in or your cortisol or your adrenaline and you go into fight or flight mode and you need to you need to fight the saber-tooth lion or do you need to fly which is run from the saber tooth line and uh, we've now evolved so many million years and we still have the same tools we had mental tools we had when we were a caveman but the difference is now that that saber toothed line is the stressful job or the stressful relationship or the stressful uh, social media or the stress of being in college passing the exams and uh, whatever it may be that's causing you stress so it's about reduce letting the brain know that look no i'm not getting challenged by a saber-tooth lion you know at the moment we're going around carrying around the saber-tooth lion constantly stressed out so it's about letting your brain know i'm not in attack i'm not in danger i do not need this overload of cortisol in my system i'm perfectly fine and one of the ways to let our brains know this is by meditation and mindfulness and you know just deactivating the thinking mind deactivating the ego and just living in the present and simple things like breathing simple things like mindfulness where are you you know where what are you looking at what can you see around you you know little simple things like that um, are are a great way to reduce the amount of stress in our system Um, and another person said with addiction, that you know, one of the one of the reasons people turn to addiction is an inability to deal with stress. So, like one of the things I want to, try to talk about today as well is addiction. And you know, when when you think of addiction, right, what do you think of? You think of the when you think of an alcoholic, you're thinking of a homeless guy on the park bench. Like, with the paper bag... Drinking out... Drinking out his paper bag... Um, you know... Or when you're thinking of... The, the addict... The drug addict... You know, you're thinking of the... Um, you're thinking of the guy down the lane... Shooting up... Shooting drugs into his, into his veins... Or whatever... You know, That that's the... That's the... That's what we think... Think when... We think of... An alcoholic or an addict... But in reality... You know... Addiction is... Anything that we dependent on which can have negative consequences you know so where, where does it all stem from so if you think addiction what does it come like before addiction think of a habit you know what what is a habit a habit is like a reward system when i do when i feel like a and i do b i feel like c so when i do a so when i feel like a a is the trigger I'll, if I do b b is the routine or the action and C is the reward. so it's a reward system when, like when I do this this is the result I'll get so say for example so a habit say for example you feel hungry so this' is the habit of eating or right? the habit of food you feel hungry that is the trigger the routine is or the action is that you eat and then the reward is that you feel replenished. So that's your habit right there, you know, your that's a learned behaviour, that's a learned thinking thought process that you've said to yourself, when I'm hungry, when I eat, I'm rewarded by feeling replenished, Um, it's the same if you're thirsty, you know, you feel thirsty, you get the act of drinking water, will reward you with feeling uh, quenched, quench your thirst, or if you're smelly, if you're a bit smelly, haven't had a wash in a few days, and right, so you're smelly that's the trigger the act is having a wash having a shower and um, I don't know much about that I oh, see dip you don't need to shower when you see dip <laughs> Um. And the reward is you're clean, so you're smelly. You share what you clean, so that's that's the reward system of a habit. say, cut the grass, you, your your gardens, bang, your gardens falling apart. Uh, the act that's the that's the trigger. The act is you go and cut your grass, and the reward is you have lovely clean garden, lovely cut grass. So that that's how a habit works essentially. Uh, it's a reward system. It's a learned behavior. We've taught our brains that when I feel when whatever the trigger is. When I do this act, this will be the result. So, But imagine there's a lot of mood-altering habits out there as well. Mood-altering changes that we do. Say the likes of gambling or food and when we drink alcohol, lust, exercise, shopping or online shopping. Even people and relationships. So these are things that can essentially alter how we feel. Um, And sometimes, so say like if you're feeling a certain way so then like there's all these mood altering habits so when like say you're feeling sad uh, you might turn to food you know you feel a bit sad you know I'll eat this Ben and Jerry's and it will result in feeling a bit better you you know the old cliche going through a breakup buy the Ben and Jerry's load of chocolate you know you'll feel a bit better Um, maybe you want to put you're feeling a bit bored you want to have a bit of fun watching the football you want to place a bet, you know, you're thinking, place a bet, enjoy the football or place a bet, watch the horse race, a bit of excitement, you know, maybe, maybe you're feeling a bit low on the days, you had a hard day in work, or you're going to a party, you're looking for a bit of social lubricant, what do you turn to? You have a drink, have an old drink, have the crack, you know, it'll help you loosen up a bit, be able to go into the dance floor and dance, and it can be great for that, Um can be exercise as well, you know, you want a bit of a buzz, you're just feeling like a bit anxious. So we go out and we go for a run, we feel the escapism that we feel when we run. We get that big dopamine fix, or maybe you're feeling a bit insecure. We can turn to online shopping, I'm feeling a bit insecure about myself. I might buy this thing online to make me feel better. It could be any piece of junk, could be fecking a canoe or something, some crap that we don't need, and yeah, I'll turn to online shopping, and it'll make me feel better, so, do you see what I'm getting at, I'm just saying, things that we could do, that alters our mood, things that we do, outside of ourselves, to alter how we feel, on the inside, you know, so, the habit of say, so you, so it's like, so we can teach our brains that, if I want to alter how I feel, I'll do this activity, if I feel like A, and I do B, I'll, feel like C, so there's a habit of altering how we feel and this is when where addiction comes in where we become dependent on this mood change on this habit to change how we feel so if i'm saying every time i feel sad the only way for me to feel happy is if i eat food essentially you know what i mean so i'm feeling low i'll turn food and make me feel better or i'm feeling stressed out i'm feeling down so i'll turn to alcohol alcohol becomes my cope mechanisms because I've, i've i've taught my brain the only way for me to feel good or the only way for me to feel like confident or the only way for me to feel a sense of escape from reality is or to deal with stress is to turn to alcohol you know and this is where i come dependent on on alcohol because the only way for me to feel a sense of escape is if i turn to alcohol and like Addiction can be classed as pleasure that turns to pain. And then we get caught in that loop, all that, right? The pleasure of having a few drinks and the pain of waking up in a hangover or the hangover or the the consequences of binge drinking or chronic drinking, whatever it is, um, and then we escape that pain by seeking more pleasure. You know, and we're we're caught in that loop. You know what I mean? We're just, we're seeking... That thing outside of ourselves to make us feel better, and this and this thing outside of ourselves, which could be food, gambling, alcohol, smoking, loss, excess, whatever it is, but it's that we're chasing it to alter how we feel, um, you know, and that's like, but that's where addiction starts, you know, it's that I cannot feel, for me to. Alter how I feel, or to feel it for me in order for me to feel happy, or for in order for me to feel fun, or for all in order for me to be a a chatty guy, I need this thing outside of myself, you know what I mean. And in my personal case, it was drink, you know. I I wasn't a chronic alcoholic, but I was a binge drinker, you know. I just couldn't have one drink, you know what I mean. If I I remember telling an ex girlfriend, I'm just going out to watch a Liverpool match and I'd end up staying out for the feckin' season. Um you know, and and but the reason why is that I thought when I had a few drinks that he turned into this chatty, funny, attractive, charming lad. You know, I thought when I had a few drinks it was like Tom Hardy and Brad Pitt and Stephen Fry just squeezed into one great person. But in reality it wasn't, you know, I'd have first two or three drinks of feeling a bit loose. But then after that I'd, I'd probably get a feckin' arrogant or obnoxious or falling down and just a big big mess essentially you know what I mean Mm. but what triggered me to have them for a few drinks in the first place was because I wanted a, a change how we feel alter how we feel get the mental effects of how we, how we feel and I didn't drink because I liked the bubbles or how it tasted or whatever I drank for the mental effect for the mental escape you know what I mean and to help me cope with stress help me cope with life and just for the escapism of it and that that was it you know and uh, and I became dependent on it you know what I mean I came dependent on that mood change you know what I mean but it doesn't have to be alcohol it doesn't have to be like drugs it can be anything that we use on the outside of ourselves and a lot of times we're just it's an unhealthy coping mechanism an unhealthy way of dealing with stress and you know and then we we teach our brains that every time i'm feeling stressed out and if i do a b or c I'll make me feel better so i'm stressed out after hard work I'll have a few glasses of wine or if i'm stressed out after work i'll have a few joints or if i'm stressed out after work i'll have this big slice of cockamillish or this cake or a pack of fig rolls whatever it is and um, but the thing is that i have an unhealthy way of dealing with it because it ends up having consequences look there's nothing wrong with having a few drinks or a, a, a slice of cake or a few drinks, whatever 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 is your weapon of choice you know it doesn't really matter but what it is is that if i become dependent on it you know that the only way for me to feel a certain way is if i do this thing that's when it can become unhealthy that's when we're willing to go to any length to get our fix and whatever the fix is and it's like it's like Gollum out of lord of the rings you know that we just want to chase the precious. As soon as I get the precious, then I'll feel happy. Then I'll feel complete. Then I'll de I'll de- stress. I'll I'll feel you know I feel fun and, and I'll feel I feel top of the world. But I need to get the precious, and the precious can be anything, anything at all. And yeah, just while talking about uh talking with Gollum and and who obviously in Lord of the Rings. The author of Lord of the Rings is a guy called J. P. Tolkien, and he um, he wrote The Hobbit and he wrote Lord of the Rings. And the interesting thing about this guy is that he was in World War One and he suffered terribly from PTSD, 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 which is post-traumatic stress disorder, and. So this is essentially trauma from the past Which is resurfacing and repeating itself In the present And um, so he was suffering terrible from this And one of his coping mechanisms for this Was creative writing And he started writing And he went on to write The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit But it was like his coping mechanism for trauma Was creativity Which is obviously a positive thing So it's about learning to find Like these positive Uh, coping mechanisms you know what i mean so for me personally like for me looking to de-stress using alcohol or using gambling or excessive exercise or online shopping until i'm broke you know these can be defined as unhealthy coping mechanisms so i have to learn what are some healthy coping mechanisms that I, i can use which won't necessarily have any consequences, you know. So I find that what are healthy ways to de-stress. So for me, it was obviously uh, one of the things I do was getting in the sea. And um, another one of the things I do is um, meditation. Another thing is is mindfulness. And um, so I can find healthy ways to deal with stress. You know what I mean? That when the stress builds up that like I don't need to run away from it you know it's like say if you have a bucket um, and a, the bucket's filling up with water you know and that water is stress you know if you pop holes in that by say meditation or you know it could be exercise it could be creative reading it could be uh, creative writing um, and what, whatever it is that helps you to de-stress the more holes you put in that bucket the more you're able clear, to clear that stress out, clear that stress out of your head and just feel a bit more chilled, you know, could be travelling, um, you know, could be music, could be nature, could be puppies, you know, could be whatever it is that makes you feel chilled but doesn't have any massive consequences that won't, you won't regret it on the next day, you know, and uh, so yeah, for me it was about trying to find uh, different ways, to healthy Healthy cope mechanisms. Uh, another an- analogy I, I I heard as well was a uh, Jenga. The Jenga get the game Jenga. When you're pulling out all the bricks, um, you know if you're pulling out all the dodgy bricks at the bottom, that can stress you out. So about finding all the all the healthy bricks that you can find in the middle. Another thing that they um they done it they done a study on rats about addiction um I think this study was called uh, rat Park It's something like that It's, a, it's, a, it's on TED Talks And it uh, essentially was That this rat. So it's not about finding the stressors It's easy to point out the things That stress us out Like the job Or the relationship Or the family Or paying the rent Or keeping up expectations Working under pressure Social media Just the whole my of the rat race of life can stress us out but it's not about knowing what the stresses are they're the easy thing you know it's not about just avoiding the, the normal stressful things in life you know it's not about quitting the job or jumping out of a relationship or taking a break from the family although it would be unreal to take a break from the family like just even for a few weeks at Christmas, just before Christmas, not just yeah? I'm just opting out my family for a few weeks. I'll be back in in January. The amount of money it's saved, <laughs> but um, so it's not about just avoiding the things that stress us out, you know, it's about learning healthy coping mechanisms, it's about learning what are the de stressors. So it's not about finding the stressors, it's about finding the de stressors. What are the things that chill you out? make you feel zen and just give you a bit of harmony in between your ears what can you do to manage your stress a few of the things i do is exercise sea swimming mindfulness and meditation breathing exercises have been found to be having an profound effect on people's mental health well being and, and a great way of dealing with stress so much so that they've even incorporated it in a lot of primary schools even as young as junior infants where there's sessions where kids are told to smell the flowers and blow out the candles you know and uh, I think it was, was it Sweden uh, have invested in nearly 500 million into well-being into the, the, into trying to improve the infrastructure of well-being in the country because they see the impact that that stress and just negative habits can have on society you know what I mean and I find that when I find my de-stressor it's the greatest tool I'll ever have to deal with any situation that I can deal with no matter what comes at me I you can deal with it because I have healthy pillars in place to help me cope with the situations around me. You know what I mean? It's like what, like it's it's like what is my mental health made of? You know, is it is it made of straw? Is it made of sticks or is it made of bricks? It's like the 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 wolf and the three pigs. You know, is he on a, is the is it, are the situation's gonna crumble a uh, a straw house? Are they gonna crumble a stick house? Are they gonna crumble? A brick house. Like if I'm not living in healthy cope mechanisms. Practicing my de stressors and, and regularly maintaining my mental health. Well then my, my, cope, my, my ability to cope is going to be made of straw. I'm going to live in a straw house. But if I'm regularly keeping an eye on my mental health. Doing whatever I need to do to maintain my, uh, my well-being. And regularly using the tools that I use to de-stress then my mental health and coping ability is gonna be made of bricks. So it's not about the situations around us. It's about our ability to cope and deal with them in a healthy manner and a healthy way. So for me, it was about learning what are my de-stressors and everyone has different de-stressors. Everyone has different ways of coping, different ways of handling situations. And that's okay. It could be, it could be going for a run. It could be going for a swim. It could be creative writing. It could be playing an instrument. It could be listening to music. It could be going for a walk, out in nature. It could be camping. It could be climbing a tree. Whatever it is, watching Netflix. Whatever it is, find a healthy de stressor where you can deal with stress in a healthy way that doesn't have massive. Consequences, and uh, that that has been for me. That's been one of the best things I've ever incorporated in my life to find healthy coping mechanisms around me and have good, strong people around you as well. Good, good vibes attract good tribes or good friends. You can talk to, um, and yeah, just good positive vibes. And I find other things like a gratitude list is great and just having a healthy perspective on life. There's always something to be grateful for, no matter what the situation is, there's always something to be grateful for, you know what I mean? Um, and just to you know right down with gratitude list, it could be anything at all, I'm healthy, I'm happy today that I have a healthy perspective, I'm happy today, that uh, I'm physically healthy. I'm happy today. I woke up in a nice warm bed. I had a nice warm shower. I had a lovely breakfast. Um, I'm able to go for a run. I don't have any injuries, but I can easily go for a run. Uh, I can go for a dip in the sea. I can wake up in the morning and listen to the sit in the balcony and listen to the birds sing. You know, little simple things like that. You know what I mean? I like just keep it simple every day. and. Uh, yeah, but I hope, I hope you got something positive out of the podcast today. And if you have any questions or any feedback, please give me a holler. Um, I'm still only new to this game, I'm still only new, I'm still finding my feet. So I, uh, I'm, a, I'm desperate for feedback or any topics you want me to talk about or do a bit of research on and uh, yeah please let me know with a few people I'm interviewing hopefully in the next week or two I'm just trying to sort out a microphone situation <laughs> at the moment and uh, yeah I'm getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there together but I hope everyone has a lovely gentle day and do a good day today and don't get found out and you'll feel great for it um, but go on, slán